Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Hi, I'm Mac G, and this is the Amp Studios Creative Industry Podcast, a series of masterclasses that are designed to help you build a business in the music industry. Proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. Amp Studios is a free culture hub facility situated in the heart of downtown Johannesburg in Newtown with uh, world-class recording studios, co-working spaces, video facilities, a stage and streaming facilities all free and designed to help young artists build a career in the music industry. If you'd like to be a part of the Amp Studios or check out all the masterclasses and content we've created for you, just go to www.ampstudios.co.za or send us your name to our WhatsApp line on 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. Nick Berger is one of the smartest thinkers in the music industry and is the head of digital at Universal Music. On this week's special episode with Nick, he's going to walk you through the tools you need to get your music distributed across all digital platforms, as well as the importance of understanding analytics. Here is Nick Berger. My name is Nick Berger. I've been in the business for 22 years. Um, Started at Gallo Record Company. I'm OCD, so I do things in round numbers. 10 years at Gallo to the day. One year, 12 months to the day at Celsi. Five years to the day at Soul Candy. And I'm currently at Universal. Yeah, I'm here speaking as myself, not on behalf of my employers, just to make that clear. I just wanted to touch on two things. The one is the social media thing. I see it a lot being in the digital operations and digital marketing team, fake numbers. Don't waste your money, don't do it. I have artists constantly messaging me at 11 o'clock at night, crying their eyes out. Their Facebook page has been hacked because why they gave their login to someone who promised them 100,000 followers. Record labels can see that. We have tools to track. If you've got 10 followers on SoundCloud and 1 million plays, something ain't right. It's very obvious, don't do it. And we've had mega stars lose pages. There's a certain lady who had 1.2 million followers on Facebook, she lost her entire Facebook account because a company came to her and said, we're a Facebook marketing company, we'll do this, this and this for you, just give us your login. Never give anyone your logins, ever. And don't trust managers either because managers move on and change. Make sure that you control everything, just on the social media point of stuff. And then yeah, I think emphasizing on the money point, invest in that money. Um, you know, I don't want to name any names, but if you go and Google around, going back to 2000, when was I at Celsius? 2008, 2009, just before I started there, there was someone who got a seven-figure deal. Musician, seven-figure deal from that company. It's public, it's on the internet. Go and look on his YouTube channel, he's crying his eyes out how he has no money. That man got a deal that makes more money than I've made in 10 years. That money's all gone because there was a Bentley, there was holidays with 20 people in Mauritius. Invest in your money, don't be stupid. You're only as good as your last record. Cool, so let's go to the fun part. This is Diane Warren, probably for the biggest love song of all time. Titanic, my heart will go on. She also wrote Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me. She also wrote one of my favorite records, Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. How many of you are here today because of that record? How old is he? This is uh, Max Martin. He uh, produced and wrote The Weeknd, Can't Feel My Face, Katy Perry, Roar, um, Ed Sheeran and Bieber, I Don't Care. This is a lady called Justin Brown, for the slightly older folk in the room. Um, She is the vocal on Snap, I Got the Power. Everyone knows that record? 
vocal. I'm not going to sing it because my vocals are terrible. Um, she is on a band called Neuric on Soul, which is Kenny Dope's um, art band. They were here for Delicious recently. She's the vocal on Runaway. She's also the vocal on Todd Terry, Keep on Jumping, an absolute house classic. Um, she's done backing vocals for Mariah. She's done backing vocals for Whitney. She is a legendary backing vocalist and a very famous person in the music industry, but she is not the face like Mariah or Michael Jackson. So the reason I started with this is that you don't have to be an artist to make money in this business. There are other opportunities. Diane Warren, I can't think I can name a single song she's ever sung. I know she did one recently no. at the Grammys. Um, I know she has released stuff, but I can't name a single record. I can name 20 records she's written. But she is one of the was at one point one of the top 20 most wealthiest women in the music business. The point I'm making is you don't have to be a nasty C or a Taylor Swift to make money in this business. There are other opportunities. So I'm using this example to show you how you can make money and where the money flows in this, in this business. So um, it's Mike, right? Can you hit the first one for us, please? So the first one while I was busy doing it is Steve Winwood and it's a song called Higher Love. These are all under 30 seconds, so no Facebook blocks on the audio. Cool, so those are two records, the one was just after I was born. Um, and what I've done here, the screenshots next to the video, is to show everyone. These are from Spotify. Data is now public. All this information is public. So in the old days when Adrian and I were working in the music stores, we used to open up CD booklets and read those things. That is how I became a metadata nerd, um, because I want to know who wrote a song, who produced a song, who was the backing vocalist. That's how I know who Jocelyn Brown is, and stuff like that. So on the first one, it is performed by Steve Winwood, who is the original artist. It's written by Steve Winwood and Will Jennings. It's produced by Steve Winwood, and that is from Universal Records. All the information is there. What is not here is the drummer, the backing vocalist, the guitar player, the percussionist, all that type of stuff is not there. But the data is there in the back end. The music services only show that bit of data at the moment. I'm sure the time is coming when the performing people on those records will be shown later as well. On this one here, you've got performed by Kygo and Whitney Houston. It's written by the same person, obviously, and it's produced by different people as well. So, some random facts. Um, the backing vocal on the Steve Winwood is Shaka Khan. I did not know that until I did this slide. I'm a huge Shaka Khan fan. She is actually in the video as well. It, it was Steve's first Billboard number one hit, and it won two Grammys, it was his fourth album. Random facts about the Whitney Houston one. It was originally recorded in 1990 for a Japanese release. Um, and for some reason, maybe Adrian knows from his Sony days, Japan has always had different releases on CD to the rest of the world. They always have more songs. So if you own any Japanese release, it's probably worth a bit of money going to eBay. I sold a Michael Jackson single for 35,000 Rand. <laughs> so yes, if you've got some Japanese stuff in your house, eBay it, trust me. <laughs> It was a bonus track for the Japanese-only release of I'm Your Baby Tonight. It's been her highest charting release since she's passed away. Okay, so now let's go into the money flow. So I'm using Steve Winwood first. Okay, I've done this at a very high level. I have not gone into all the details of like who played the triangle, who played the guitar. It's to show you where the money flows. Okay, so first one, Sam Rowe. 
Samro is the people who wrote the record. So Steve Winwood gets paid every time that record plays on radio or public performance. The next up is RAV. So every time the music video plays on DSTV, SABC, the performers get the income on the Steve Winwood one. So on this record, Steve Winwood would get money. And because Shaka Khan was a performer on the recording, even though she was backing vocalist, she would earn a portion of the income as well. So would the drummer, so would the guitarist, so would the person who played the triangles, whatever else was on that, that recording. So anyone who performed on the record gets earns income off that. So that's why people like Jocelyn Brown, who do not have millions of uh, number one records, is making a living because of all the backing vocals she's done for number one records. You can imagine if you do number one backing vocals for five Mariah Carey songs, it's a nice little check coming in there. You can imagine if you did backing vocals on All I Want For Christmas Is You, that record I think had nearly a billion streams this month because every Christmas that record is number one. Then next up is Capasso. So anyone who wrote this record, so in this case, Steve Winwood and Will Jennings again, Capasso pays out all the money from iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the writers on the music again. Then the last one is Sampra. In this case, Steve Winwood and all the musicians again. So Steve and Shaka Khan get paid every time the song gets public performance. So if there is a restaurant that has a Sampra license and that song plays 10 times, they'll get paid for that. Everyone again on the recording. Now we'll jump to the Whitney Houston version of that record. Samro, again, Steve Winwood and Will Jennings because they wrote the record. So even though it's Whitney Houston and Kygo's record, Steve and Will will earn all the income on, as the writers. Rev income is the video income. Because it's a Kygo and Whitney Houston video, they will earn the income on that. Then we jump to Capasso. Capasso, again, is the writers. So Steve Winwood and Will Jennings get the earnings again. Then you jump to Sampro, that is the Kygo and the Whitney Houston. So the point I'm making on these slides is that you can make money by not being the frontline artist on these things. Um, so if you're a, a bass player or if you're a drummer and you get credited right, you'll make money. Metadata is the most important part in the music business at the moment. If you do not put the data there, let's use MTN. If, you don't, if MTN does not know that you're the drummer on a record, how is MTN going to report to Capasso, to Sanro, to Rev, to Sanro? They can't. And at, at, it hurts my soul when I see on Facebook, buy my beats. So some kid on the street sells his beats for a thousand bucks to a rapper, that rapper makes a hundred million, goes and does performances for 120,000 rand, that kid who sold his beats never sees another cent. Because in his mind, that's the way things should work, and it's not. If that kid registered his music as the producer, even if he didn't get paid for it, as long as he's a producer, he can earn from all these people. And that is important. And a lot of people walk in the studio and they don't make sure that they are protected. You don't have to have a contract, as long as you credit it right, you can go and collect that money. There's people here yeah, who have done backing vocalists who've never gone to um, Zambra to collect their money. And there's probably money lying there for them, which lasts, I think, five years, three, five years. So important, if you're working with anyone, make sure that you're credited, make sure that your paperwork is done, make sure that you are listed as a person who partook in the recording. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these. Here's how you can show your money who's boss with a little help from 22.7. You start by linking your accounts, which is safe and secure. The first thing you'll see is something you probably haven't been able to before. All your money stuff together. With your accounts, cards, investments, loans and rewards all in one place, you can see all your transactions, balances and your net value now and over time. 
Then, 22-7 automatically creates a personalized budget based on your actual spending. It sorts your transactions for you, so you know exactly where your money goes. You can see what you usually spend, plan to spend, have already spent and have left to spend. That helps our customers make changes that save them hundreds or thousands almost immediately and every month. You can also invest that extra money tax-free at low cost and in minutes because it's 100% online. In fact, one customer invested while he was stuck in traffic. Then there are nudges, personalized hints and insights that show you things you didn't know about your money to help you use it better. To start managing your money more easily and investing it more smartly, sign up with 22.7 on the web, iOS or Android apps. Welcome back. Let's get back into this week's Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. For the artist side of stuff, there is so many tools out there to help you once you become an artist. The tools are there, they're publicly available and they're free. So I'm starting with the first one is Apple for Artists. Um, for those of you who don't know, Apple recently purchased Shazam. You simply go to artists.apple.com and you claim your profile. You can log in, you can see your sales globally, you can see your Shazams, so you know exactly where people are Shazamming you, everything. It is all there, it is public, it is freely available, you don't pay for this data. Spotify for Artists, artists.spotify.com. Again, sign up, go and claim your profile, it's free. A lot of artists go, I'm huge in Durban, prove it because your five friends on Facebook tagged you in a Durban post. You can now go in and know exactly down to the city where people are listening to your music. That helps you book your tour. The artists are using this data in, other, in, in different ways as well. So if you're an artist that is touring and you've got a, a live career, you're performing in Durban versus Cape Town, your number one record might not work in Cape Town, but you're gonna perform that record as your encore. It's not gonna work. So you go into this, you go to Cape Town, and you search for your biggest record in Cape Town so that you can change your lineup of your performance based on what is big in that city. And it does, it, it drills down to cities. Same with Shazam, you can see what people are Shazamming and where they're Shazamming it. Chartmetric, this is an amazing site. Um, it is a bit costly, but you can get a free version of it. These guys are independent from, they're not owned by any other record industry. They've done a report recently. It's, it's really worth reading their blog. They can tell you which cities in America because they've started in the States only, unfortunately, for now. They can tell you which cities start breaking a record. So they'll take a hit record and they will tell you that that record started breaking in Chicago six weeks ago. They can break it out to city. So you know that if you've got a record that is competitive to whatever artist you want to compete with or that is aligned with you, you can go and target that city. And you can go, okay, cool. That record started on the streets in Chicago. I'm gonna go to Chicago and make sure that those people hear my music as well. The best thing I learned when I left Gala and I went to Soul Candy was to know when to give up. And I know it sounds hard, but if you keep, you can't keep beating a dead horse. And if you've got a record and it is not working, the faster you move on, the faster you're gonna to get to your hit record. It's hard. I know a song is your baby and it's your child, but if it's not connecting with your audience, move on get onto the next record, because the longer you focus on that, the more focus is taken away from potentially making another record. And these types of tools help you with that data. And I'm gonna ask this lady to stand up. Could you stand up for me, please, and just stand next to me? Look at her T-shirt. It says, uh, never wait for big ideas, make them happen for you. That's exactly it. I mean, you're looking at that shirt the whole time we're sitting here, it's beautiful. Next up is Radio Monitor. This helps you track your radios, your radio monitoring. If you're an artist, you can sign up, you can get it for free as well. Next up is some tools that are freely available as well to you. 
company called Submit Hub, run by a guy from Cape Town, believe it or not, it's a global platform. Everyone at the moment is talking about playlists, 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 playlists. How to get onto all the playlists. The problem is the two biggest playlists on Spotify are Release Radar and Discover Weekly. You cannot pitch for those. So how do you get artists to follow you on those playlists? You make sure they follow you and engage with you as an artist. You have to think of Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all these platforms, the same as Facebook. The more people engage with you, the more people are going to see your, your posts on Facebook. It's exactly the same on music services. The more people who engage with you on Spotify, the more Discover Weekly and Release Radars you're going to see uh, appear on. Those are the two biggest drivers of streams, at least in our territory at the moment. You cannot um, submit to those playlists. Those are algorithmic based on your listening habits. Cool, I'm gonna end off with this one slide. On the left-hand side is beautiful. YouTube, Deezer, and Spotify. On the right-hand side is data file host, Zippy, Zippy Share, and I couldn't find a WhatsApp group logo. I can see the giggles in the room know exactly where I'm going with this. Data is so expensive in South Africa, this is what hurts our artists. Please explain to me, the services on the left are legal and free. Services on the right are illegal and free. Why are you putting your music out for free? You can be earning money from those services properly. It's the same amount of data for a song on YouTube as it is as a song on data file host. Stop giving your music away for free. Back to the A&R point of how to submit a demo. If I get a folder that I have to download a zip file with 70 songs in it called track one, two, three, four, five, the likelihood of me listening to it is zero. If I get a link where I can click on it and stream it and listen to it quickly without having to download or anything, it's gonna make it a lot easier. Make it as easy as possible for the label to listen to your music. There are services out there where you can securely share stuff. Box and Dropbox has also got free services. Google Drive, Google Drive is fantastic. You push play, it's got a player in it. If I get five files, I can push play on a song. Name the songs properly. There's nothing worse than going track three and I'm like, what was that? Because remember, we're working on 20 things while we're listening to your music. So I push play, and if I can't see the name of the song, I'm going to forget, I'm going to move on. There's enough ways to get your music onto those, those legal services. There's a company called Spin Up, there's The Orchard, there's Believe, there's TuneCore, there's tons. And there's also ones now that are incubating artists with other things. Spin Up is one of them, it's owned by Universal. Check them out, spinup.com. But there are tools out there. Spin Up offers you all the data and analytics that you could want as well. Um, they help you get noticed, and if you are seen to be picking up in a territory, the attention is sent over to the record label as well. There's enough places to share your music for free, legally, and get paid for it. I think that's very important. And on the, on the point about a record connecting with audience, there's certain hip-hop artists who claim that Datafile Host is the reason they're famous. They're not famous because of Datafile Host. They're famous because they made a damn good record. And that's why they're famous. It's got nothing to do with the platform. If that record was shared on Spotify, which you can sign for free with Facebook if you did not know, that record would have taken off on Spotify. It's got nothing to do with the platform you use. It's got to do with him making a good record. And I think that's key. That was an Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast brought to you by Old Mutual. I hope you're learning a lot and loving the series. Please subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss out on more. And if you'd like to see videos or access more content or even use the AMP Studios facilities, or maybe you just want to be part of our AMP Studios journey, go to our website. That's ampedstudios.co.za, ampdstudios.co.za and sign up there. You can also sign up by sending your name to our WhatsApp line on 081 707 
6636. That's 081-707-6636. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. <laughs> 